Welcome to Community Hope Podcast. We pray that the Word of Christ would dwell in you richly as you listen and that you would be encouraged in Christ. You know, a lot of times I pick Thanksgiving verses out, but this time I just, I just thought Psalm 23 makes us thankful. Like as you admire what we see in Psalm 23, you're like, yes, yes, right? Because it's hard to go, hey, be thankful. You ought to be thankful, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I brought you to Disney World and you need to be happy, right? Um, and there's, there's kind of a newer study in the Psalms where people are actually looking at the orders, looking at how they were placed in the book. And what's kind of fascinating with uh, Psalm 23 is it follows? Anybody want to know what number it follows? Psalm 22. And anybody know what Psalm 22 is? It's the cross psalm, isn't it? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's words that Jesus actually said from the cross. And one author said this, until we see the suffering of Jesus on the cross, we won't appreciate the kind and loving shepherd who gave his life for the sheep. Isn't that fascinating? Psalm 22 rolls right into Psalm 23, and it begins, the Lord is my shepherd. And here's something kind of interesting. When you think of Lord, right, do you think of, the, it's, it's the name that was revealed, revealed to Moses, you know, it's Yahweh, it's the great I am, you know, all these attributes, he's, he's all wisdom in himself. He doesn't go to Betty, can I get some advice here, right? He, he doesn't need to do that. Timeless, needs nothing, all-powerful. He doesn't need to be worshipped, does he? No. He doesn't need to be served. He's not accountable to anyone. And we could go on and on with some of those other big words. And it's, the Lord is my shepherd. What do you know about a shepherd? If you had a big family, you know who was the shepherd? The runt, the youngest one. Hanemar, who's the youngest in your family? Your daughter? It wouldn't work. Youngest boy. Yeah. The shepherd, right? I mean, is it the youngest gets to be the shepherd? And what do shepherds do? They're out there with the smelly sheep, rain, snow, sleet, hail, right? Everything, winter, summer, fall, like the whole shepherds live with those sheep. They care for those sheep. They guide them to food. They nourish them. They, and here you have all-powerful, mighty God picks the occupation of the runt of the family. The Lord is my shepherd. You think about that. That's how he cares about you. He's your shepherd. And this word, I shall not want, I shall not be in need. I really think if you know that the all-powerful, almighty God has your back, you can be content. I mean, discontent comes, doesn't it? Because we want new things. We start desiring new things. We wish we had this thing or that thing or that. But anybody who's lived long enough, as you get older, you, you kind of, you just want to be with people that you love, right? Or be serving God in one way or another. Like, like the things, you, you know, it, it's nice to have certain things, but it's not the things that really breed contentment, is it? No. Contentment comes from within, right? Some of the richest people are some of the most discontent people, aren't they? Yeah. And, and, and you can... You can be rich and content, and you can be poor and content. And that's what Paul was all about. He's like, I shall not want. Paul says, I've learned the secret of contentment in all things, right? 
And that's, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Then he makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. Here's what's interesting. The psalm begins with rest. Does your, does, this, is, this is kind of counter to how we do it, right? What if Mark started worship today and goes, hey, you guys, we're just going to take five minutes, and you're going to do nothing. We're just going to be still and know that he's God. There'd be lots of fidgeting, wouldn't there be, right? And yet, isn't this what he's talking about? He's like, he's talking about this internal rest and physical rest, but internal rest that we get. It's interesting that the psalm begins with rest. And it's no wonder that Jesus goes, hey, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The, the chief shepherd, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your soul. How, how are you at entering into rest? I have to fight for it. Do you have to fight for it? I have to, I, I have to work at resting. And what I mean is sitting still before God because everything, the dog, like it doesn't matter what it is, everything will come against just taking that time and being still and knowing that he's God. Just maybe ruminating on a passage or a scripture or just maybe this psalm. Rest. And then he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet or still waters. Uh, one author, uh, also named Keller, not related to Tim Keller, was a shepherd and a pastor, and he wrote this great book all on the 23rd Psalm because he knew sheep. And he said this, he said, sheep don't lie down easily. In fact, it's almost impossible for them to be made to lie down unless four requirements are met. Free from all fear, free from friction with others uh, of any kind, free from being tormented by flies and parasites. I can't rest when one time I was biking with... You were there, Billy, and there were these little mosquitoes, and they were buzzing my ears because I didn't have a... Yeah, it was hard to rest. Okay, uh, and free from the need to find food, right? Because they're just going to move and keep looking for food, but if they know they've got food, they're going to rest. Are you like a sheep? And then he restores my soul. Kind of fascinating, the Hebrew word here. The word restore could almost be translated repent, to turn back, or to return, and then soul is nephish. It, it's got a number of, of translations, but it can mean soul, it can mean life, it can mean living being, it can mean passion. And it, you, could, you could take it literally, he, re, he returns me back to life. And here's what shepherds knew. That, well, here's a news article. What to do if you see a sheep lying on its back in the field? I took some of the the words from the article. Don't ignore a sheep stuck on its back as its life could be in danger. That's the message shared by the rural farming group this week. Sheep falling on their back happens a lot around this time of year. And it can be fatal, right? If you see Jojo on her back, turn her up. Get her on her feet. Because what happens is the sheep are pregnant and they're full of wool and they fall down and they can't right themselves and they die. And people are taking pictures and posting it on Facebook. First take the picture of Jojo, post it, then help her up. 
she's going to kill me. Um, <clears throat> so, so what is this? He restores my soul. He returns me to life. The, the shepherds know this. He, they're like, oh, you know, Mary fell over again. Quick, write her, right? And isn't this how we are, right? Upside down, dying. And God comes along and he repents us, right? And he sets us on our feet. And, and, and the scriptures say, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've all turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. Like he repents us and he takes our sin and our shame upon himself. And, and he guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Can I say this is one of my prayers I pray a lot. I pray it over people. Lord, lead them in paths that are right for your namesake. I, I pray it for myself. I pray it for my family. I need to be led in paths that are right. You need to be led in paths that are right. Not so we're glorified, but so God is glorified, right? Oh, and, and um, no, I'll keep, I'll keep going here. So, uh, and, and I also add many times, Lord, lead us out of temptation and deliver us from evil. Because I think we forget to pray that. There's powers and demons and forces that we don't see and I'm going to put my foot in a bear trap. And I need God. I just need you to lead and deliver me. Deliver me from evil. Lead me out of temptation. Lead me. And I pray it for our church. Lord, lead each of you in paths that are right for his namesake. You know, Ephesians 2, right? 8, 9, 10. For by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not of yourself, right? At least no one could boast. But we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for Good works that he has done prepared beforehand for us to walk in. Paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Do you pray that? Is that part of your like, prayer repertoire? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy you have uh, I'm sorry yeah you have anointed my head with oil my cup overflows you know the same God that leads us in green pastures leads and walks with us through the valley of the shadow of death I mean we like the green pastures but we don't like the valley of the shadow of death and you know what people notice the first part of the psalm it's uh, well I'll, I'll just give you he guides me his name, all of a sudden, look, it becomes personal. The psalm shifts. Even though I walk, you are with me. We get to know the personal Jesus during the suffering, don't we? Our pronouns change, don't they? We, he becomes more real to us. It, it, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. It also shifts out of the sheep metaphor too, doesn't it? Right? Because the sheep aren't drinking wine. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Which would be kind of humorous. And I started thinking about Moses and he goes, Lord, don't send me up if you don't go with me. And that's been my prayer too. And, and, and John Newton said a palace is a prison without your presence and a prison is a palace if you are there and isn't it just lord we need the knowledge of your presence when we gather in worship 
when we walk out of here, just this knowledge of it. When we're suffering, you know, uh, COVID took a family friend two days ago. The valley of the shadow of, of death, right? I mean, it's like there's, there's suffering. And, and, and Carol's brother died uh, just recently. Like people walk through this valley of the shadow of death and to know that he is with us. I watched this little thing. The sound is horrible. But it, it made me think about us following God and him leading us. Check this out. For you, <laughs> for you are with me. Isn't that cool? It's like girls, and they're like way out in the pasture. I did not listen that well when I was a kid, right? Look at them. They're not, she's just, look at all of them. Like, hey, we're following. And how beautiful to think that if sheep follow their shepherd, that he's with us. He's with us through the valley of the shadow of death and he leads us and he also leads us in pastures that are green. He leads us. I couldn't help but think what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction. Why? So we're able to pass it on to others. So we're able to comfort those who have affliction. Isn't that how beautiful God makes it? He's like, yeah. Paul's like, I was afflicted. You read on. He was afflicted. And he says, but it's for your good. If I'm suffering, it's for your good. It's so I can actually pour out whatever comfort God gives me into others. And he is with me. And then it ends. Surely Goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I'm talking to Dwight, my twin brother, who's a pastor, and I said, uh, like, he, I don't think he doesn't have a Thanksgiving Eve service, so I tell him I'm going to talk on Psalm 23. He goes, you need to check out what the word follow means. What? He goes, yeah, go to the net Bible, click on number six, it'll blah, blah, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. So check this out. So the word, the Hebrew word translated follow with these words loving kindness, uh, loving kindness is chesed. It's, a, it's, that, it's almost like the agape love in the Old Testament. And, and it says this is the only place in the entire Old Testament where either of these nouns appear as the subject of this particular verb. That's the follow verb, okay? It, it says this verb is often used to describe hostile actions of the enemy. One might expect the psalmist enemies to chase him, but ironically, it's God's goodness and faithfulness. So the other translations won't use the word follow. They'll say pursue, chase. It's used of enemies hunting down their foes. He chases me down flights. That overwhelming love of God song we sang, that's this. It's right here. It, it's a, this is describing, you could truly translate this, um, God pursues me with goodness and loving kindness. You get that into your head. You get that kind of shepherd who's like running after Jim, running after Betty, running after Don. Like, like he is, 
It's not, he's not following you. He's pursuing you. Sorry if I ruined the psalm to you. But he's a, he's a pursuer of us with, with his loving kindness, with his goodness, with his grace. And here that I would dwell in his house forever. But frankly, if the spirit lives in you, you are his house. And you're going to be his house, right? Built into that holy temple. We pray with me? Lord, thank you. I pray that you would just get the beauty of you, the good shepherd, down deep in our souls. Just down deep in our souls. That that overwhelming grace, that overwhelming love. And Lord, thanks for a day to give thanks. Thanks for family and friends and, and all the good things that you give us. Father, I just want to take a minute and pray for... Um, the family of Ed Albright as they grieve uh, his passing, Lord, his death. Lord, for the Seeger uh, family, Carol, and as she and her, their whole family grieve the loss of her brother and he's a father and just a wonderful man, Lord. Bring your comfort into that family. And I know in a room like this, there are people who are saying, oh, my marriage or my friends or relatives, whatever marriage, uh, they're hurting. Lord, pour your grace out. And, and grace, maybe that some people are going to be with extra grace required family members tomorrow, and they need to be just a demonstration of your love and your goodness. Father, thank you. I pray for those who are refugees that you would... Uh, help them to assimilate and to draw near to you, to know you, Lord, to know you, Father. And for all of us, we place ourselves in your hands afresh and anew. And we say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Community of Hope, go to www.cohchurch.com. God bless you today.